again. Too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Thor Jurgensen back with his new hit single, Too Sexy for My Axe. <laughs> Welcome to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 56. I am your host, Hunter Smith. With me today is my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. Hola. And the man who I forgot to write a good joke for today, Mr. Drew Alderson. I'm if you unhittable. If you haven't heard, he's on a podcast. I am on a podcast. Today we will be talking about advice for Gen Con. If hopefully as a lot of you guys will be able to make it out and uh, join us at Gen Con next week, biggest Hero Clicks tournament still to this day. Um, and luckily, it's it's a good thing now because WizKids is trying to open it up and have more other you know other big tournaments. But for now, Gen Con is still the number one, the biggest, the world's. Um, but it sounds like with these other tournaments that they're wanting to start running, like um, international, the international type stuff. Like maybe they're going to start, you know, open opening things up. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a lot of you guys have been emailing asking, "I'm going to Gen Con for the first time. What do I need to know?" Um, mm. Just for the con and also for playing, you know, Hero Click. So we're going to give you advice as as. Some guys who have been to Gen Con multiple times, played HeroClix at Gen Con last year. Just some general advice for you guys who are newbies, um, and hopefully we can help you avoid some some mistakes. That I love, I love how we're the experience now after last year's fucking fiasco of an event. <laughs> and then we'll also briefly talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's move into news, where there's surprisingly more news than I thought there was. You lied to us. I didn't think there was going to be any, but... And I'm the one who posted it. <laughs> at least none of it is that big. Um, first of all, we have a solicit for Yu-Gi-Oh! The Series 3. Series 2 is not out yet, for those of you who don't follow Yu-Gi-Oh! Clicks too, uh, too closely. Series 2 is due out in a couple months, and I think at the end of September. And that's also when the OP events start. Series three, um, let's see. Pre-orders are due by no by September. It's it's scheduled to release on the twelfth. We'll see how that goes because the first Yu-Gi-Oh set got delayed like crazy. So we'll see. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So potentially we will have Yu-Gi-Oh series When's three the in November. OP event supposed to land or start the end of September, I believe. So they're going to try to coincide the releases with the event. That would be nice if it, if it does work out. That'll be nice. But regardless, there will be 20 figures in this set, 8 commons, 5 uncommons, 3 rare, 2 super rare, and 2 chase. Okay. A little bit better distribution than some of the other things that we see. Still stupid, though. Um, at least there's more figures than Wave 2. Wave 2 seems kind of silly to even Why, play why didn't you just put 2 more figures in the set, make 4 rares, 3 super rares, and then 2 chase figures? Then we have... Uh, some people have been... Sending us pictures of the 
con exclusive constructs. Not con exclusive. Is it confirmed? Yeah. Well, the, these are the ones that you get in the con in your store program, mm. which oh. on the on that solicit for the con in your store program, it says a group of con exclusive constructs. Um, and these we have these are not in the white and black lantern packs, and they supposedly will not also will not be in the um, other battery packs. So these, I believe, they look like some the other, of them at least. Most of them look like the ones that come with green lanterns, except there are other colors, like the sniper rifle. No, the bulldozers, the stop sign, and I think there's one other one. Supposedly, are only in the con. Um, yeah, but I mean like the... There's the, the net nets. and the mallet and all yeah. the other stuff. But the bulldozer and the... Because um, notice there's a white and black bulldozer and they are not in the white and black battery yeah. pack. And there's also this stop signs. And I believe they got spoiled what they do too. Let me see if I can find them. Um, let's see if they updated them on Realms. I know that the bulldozer is really cool. I really want to get a hold of it actually. It does force blast... And you can treat people that are four squares in line of what and uh, line of fire as if they were adjacent when you rolled the force blast, and it affects that person and up to two people adjacent to them. Oh, that's cool. So it can force blast multiple people back. The stop sign, I can't remember exactly what it does. It's something very specific, so I'll have to find it here. There you go. There's a stop sign. Uh, stop sign is eight points. This character can use outwit and plasticity. When it uses outwit, it can only counter speed powers. That's then, still really good. What are other ones? Bulldozer. Uh, this character can use force blast. When it does, it can tar- it may target an opposing character within four squares in line of fire, and all characters adjacent to that opposing character. Uh, stops or a sniper rifle and spotlight are on there too. And it also is only four points. That's really good because you want. We need more cheap construct options. And then... Sniper Rifle we've already seen. Um, Spotlight. Where's that? Spotlight. This character can use improved targeting. Hindering. So that's good too. That's insane. For six Sniper Rifle. So. Those could be useful. Hopefully... Not only will they only be in the con in your stored thing, but hopefully those will be kind of what they did with the bat belt items last year at Gen Con where every time you play a Royale they throw yeah. one in. Every time you do a side tournament they give you one. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it was. I'm hoping that that's how they do it. They give everybody who participates in a you know a side event one or something like that. Um, what else we got? We have confirmation that there is a gladiator zombie chase. Nothing too specific. Honestly, he doesn't look that good for his point value, to me at least. And he really has nothing special except for a, an extra trait that basically makes him worse as he misses attacks. Yeah, every time he misses an attack, he modifies a different combat value, minus one. Personally, I don't really care about him. We've got better... We have not only better gladiators... But we have gladiators that aren't chases and don't cost an arm and a leg and a left nut to Now acquire. this next one, Hunter. This next one is not official. So don't take us at 100% because this is the first I've seen anything on this and it is not an official spoiler. But there's a god, the Gore the God Butcher image. 
That's... We don't have an official dial spoiled for it yet, but we do have the picture, a picture of the sculpt and, and the card. It looks full legit. Like I it mean, looks absolutely legit. I mean, like if it's a fake, it's a goddamn good one because it's it's one of the best I've ever the seen. The sculpt looks mass produced. It doesn't look like one that someone handmade. Um, the dial looks normal. I mean, like it looks legit. And I mean, like it, everything seems fine. I couldn't find any typos or anything on the card or anything. So we're assuming this is in Guardians of the Galaxy. It doesn't necessarily fit in there, but Austin's right. At least he is kind of a cosmic entity in and the Marvel gets, universe, and he gets bonuses versus deities. So I mean, there's a couple deities in the set. His point value is 170. He has flight and indom, and a trait where he gets plus two attack when targeting deities. And he deals penetrating to deities. So if you're ever running an event where you have to play, you know, certain keywords and deities, one of them, bring this bad boy because he also has the deity <laughs> keyword. He has assassin, cosmic, and deity. So he has that trait, and then he also has a special attack power, which I really like, and I hope they do for something similar to this for more figures. Uh, the all black necro sword, all black the necro sword. He can use barrier blades and smoke cloud. If he rolls a 1 to 3 for Blades, he can use Barrier and Smoke Cloud each as free actions after actions resolve. That's really good. I like the clarified text where it says each as free actions. Mm. Once again, WizKid's actually cleaning up their rules for once. He could potentially have a, a defense or a damage power too. We can't really tell because they, yeah. they don't show the backside of the card. But and We don't get a dial. so I'll, put, I'll link the URL to that in the podcast description so you guys can check it out. I am hyped. I'm pretty excited. I love that character in the comics. Getting a figure form makes me so I think happy. we even talked about on the podcast God, before, we, when we, when we did it, our year in review and we were talking about Thor God of Thunder, we were talking about how we wanted a... a we did a list of our most wanted pieces, and I'm sure he I think was on there. Gore was my number one. I mean, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know how much we've talked about that arc. <laughs> yeah, we gave it best Marvel book last year on our awards. Uh, next up is actually a big... I mean, right now there's nothing on it very much. There's not much on it, but this is a big um, deal. Big change in the WizKids rules department. They now finally have an official website. Instead of you emailing them all your questions, you can go to www.wizkidseventsystem.com, and there is now a rules forum in there mixed with the other event system stuff. And they have forums open, and they just have a couple threads right now, a read-only, and then a, a general rules discussion. But this will be where you go from now on for your rules questions. And instead of HC Realm. So this will actually, supposedly, to my knowledge, be officially ran solely by WizKids. Which I'm totally on board with. Which, absolutely, we all are on board with, because then you're not getting answers from random users who are usually wrong. I can't tell you how many times as a judge. Matter of fact, I just had this same situation last week. We had a a thing come up during that tournament last Saturday, the big one, where a player was playing against the Green Lantern Power Battery, and it was all matched up, so that triggers the green effect. Where the opponent can only do one free action, each character can only do one free action per turn, correct? Yeah. Iron Man takes a free action to burn a ring. The player then declares running shot. No. Moves half his value and then goes to make the attack and his opponent says, no, you can't do that. 
And so they call me over and explain it to me, and I'm like, yeah, he can't do anything. And the player's right. like, can I can I change my movement then if I have to do, you know? I, I was He's like, do I have to running shot? I'm like, technically, you already declared it. So technically, yes, you have to do your running shot. He's like, do I, ha- do I have to stay here where I moved before I went to do my free action? I'm like, technically, yes. Yeah, if you, You've if already done the you movement, do- and then you declared your action. You The whole action in itself is not illegal. Otherwise, he would have to take it all back. But see, when you when you do running shot, you're giving the power action. Technically, you're giving the power action to move half your movement, mm-hmm. and then you give a free action. So you're not doing anything illegal until you do the free action, and you don't have to attack. Remember Colossus with his charge thing. He can charge in, hit you, and then charge away half his movement for free and not have to attack just so he can get away automatically. So... I was like, if your opponent wants to be nice and let you change your movement or let you take the running shot back, they can. But technically, no, you have to stop here. And the opponent didn't let him take it back because it was the finals of the thing. So the judge at that venue contacted me a couple days ago, friend, Phil, friend of the show, and he was trying to read up on it and explain to them why, you know, yeah. I ruled it the way I ruled it. And... He got confused because other members on HC Realms on a, the thread about this question had said the wrong answers and were acting like they totally knew what they were talking about and they quoted other threads in previous things. The problem was the things they're quoting is not the same situation. Uh, There's other totally factors unrelated. going on. And that happens all the time. The worst one so is... That, so a, another judge was getting confused because people who don't know what they're talking about act like they know what they're talking about on a rules, rules forum. And then they screw things up for everybody. And the, it, so and this is the way to go. Tangents and all that crap too. I'm happy with it because honestly, it comes down to HC Realms is great and all, but it's a private group that's separate from WizKids. Um, they make their own money. They have their own advertising revenue, all that stuff. Um, and it's WizKids needs to have their official support separate from another private entity. It needs to be part of them, not part of them. I shouldn't have to go join another site just to figure out the answer to a question. I should be able to go to WizKids site. So for now, from now on, go to www.wizkidseventsystem.com. And again, you guys can always send rules questions to to us too here on the podcast. If you want things explained kind of in detail and you want situations and all that good stuff. Good stuff excuse me. That will about do it for news. We will move it into, we'll, we'll briefly, because we haven't covered it in a long time, and today is our long episode format, just briefly do a, a What We Played segment. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah, I was going to say. If you guys want to comment on some pieces you've played this week, specific ones, you don't have to go through matchups or anything, but just any pieces that you played and, and how they performed. Um, I'll start us off. Wednesday we played a big event with 1,200 points, and I played the new Sentinels. I like playing Sentinels in big point games. I really want to try out the Days of Future Past ones, and I was very pleased with pretty much every one that I played. I played the new Sentinel Alpha 3, the rare, from Days of Future Past. I played one at 300, and I played two more at the 100-point option because they have probability control mainly, really the only reason I played them. Um, What's really good about this guy at 300, I suggest playing one at 300 because his trait gives friendly characters with Sentinel in their name the robot keyword and a lower point value, capture. I captured a 300-point uh, Dark Phoenix, the one that is 
has super senses on the best one. Yeah. And when she when you hit her to her stop click, everybody heals when she dies and all that stuff. I was like, let's bypass all that and just capture her ass. So I captured her. I captured Guy Gardner in the second game against the Big Green Lantern team. And the capture ability was really useful. And my second opponent was, like, scared of my little 75 and 50-point Sentinels because they could capture all solely because of this 300-point Alpha 3. Not only that, he has a great dial. First of all, he has a 19 Impervious. And then he has uh, two really good special powers. His attack power gives him either Energy Explosion, Force Blast, or Pulse Wave. You choose the beginning of, or choose any, you don't have to do it at the beginning. You can see what plays out. That's one another thing I liked about it. Um, and then his damage power gives him outwit, and if he outwits something that gives the that person outwit, he can use it again. Um, really liked him. The 100 point ones were okay. They just don't have moving attack until the end of their dial. But again, if you're playing them with the 300 guy, and therefore you're giving them capture, they're definitely worth running. And they have probability control. I played a common version of the Sentinel. I played one at 150, and I played another one at 75, I think. Yeah, 75. Um, I do kind of like these guys. Um, I liked the 75-point guy better for his point value because he has Outwit, and he has a cool Pulse Wave. Um, they Pulse Wave, and they give hit characters action tokens. Then... I ran the Alpha Class Colossal, the new one that I did the review on on our YouTube channel. So This good. guy is ridiculous. I was so happy with how There's they played out. There's a reason he's meta. So, <clears throat> at first I was going to start him in attack mode, and then after looking at the defense style, I was like, no, I should totally start in defense, move up, then when I'm ready, switch to attack mode when they don't expect it. I would suggest starting your guys in defense mode, but at 350... He starts off with a 20 defense plus whatever power shows on his defense dial, either toughness, invul, or, or impervious, uh, or mastermind to any robot within four squares. And he has perplex on top of that. So, and then there's a couple clicks, there's one click where he'll also get plus one defense from his little dial thing. So I'd always perplex my defense up, move up, and he has poison. So I'd go tie up who I need, clear my tokens off, and then when I'm ready, Free action. If you have no action tokens, you can swap between the defense and offense. The offense style is ridiculous. 13 attack, 6 damage with pulse wave and exploit. The only problem is the defense value drops to a 16 yeah. or 15. So you want to make sure you're ready when you do this. That's why I, I would suggest starting off with the defense mode first. Seems like he's a really fun like strategic he, he really was. I one nuts thing about that. It was a blast. Look at that. Never goes below a 10 attack. Look at those attack values. He has invincible first click of attack mode. All the clicks he would pretty much land on from attack mode, um, from invincible. Have reflexes. Uh, look what he swaps to on defense on those clicks. Like the first like three clicks. He swaps to regen. So you swap to defense, regen, back up, and then you're back on invincible again. But... Really, really liked them. Um, he, they can't be healed because I was like, man, what if you ran the freaking defense once and you just heal? If they did get killed, you just had a medic like heal or get Wait, knocked out in their trait. Program to hunt. They can't be healed while they're in attack mode. Oh, okay, that's what you meant. All right, I was but like, yeah, um, I was extremely happy with these. Then I ran the Pogs, the Sentinel Hunters. Those Pogs are the Sentinel Hunters are they're good for their points, but I don't suggest playing them when these Sentinel Sentries exist. 
because these are hands down the best, one of the best modern age uh, horror tokens we have. Sentinel Sentry is only 14 points. We've talked about them before, but when they're stacked, they can use Barrier for free, only but only to place half of their stack. The perfect uh, point value to play them at, and what I play them at, is with three, because then you're getting two tokens. That's really all you usually need, depending on the map. That's enough to block off areas and to keep people from getting to you. On top of that, he has Smoke Cloud. So a lot of times I found myself... And Indom on a freaking Horde token. So a lot of times I found myself using Smoke Cloud over here, controlling positive and negatives, and then blocking off, barriering off over here so this Sentinel can clear or something like that. If someone uses Barrier multiple times, does it get rid of the previous barriers? Yeah. Okay, just wondering. Because I was going to say, could you free action then power action to get more? No, they can use Barrier as a free action. That's the only way they can use it. Okay, gotcha. But really good for their point value. Highly suggest trying those guys out too. And then today I finally tried uh, Superior Spider-Man and Spidey 2099. Everybody knows Spidey 2099 is good. Um, I played a comic accurate team. I did really good. I went 2-1. and one. The team I lost to was stacked. It was like Dark Phoenix and Malekith and Malekith with Nulls. What hammer was on that Malekith? You played him too, Drew. I don't know. The team was ridiculous. Oh, we didn't have... Yeah, Doc Ock arms. Yeah, Doc Ock arms. There was no way I was beating it. Plus, um, he sent in that Sinestro recruit to pulse wave my whole team at the beginning, and it crit hit. Yeah. So all my guys took two right off. All my spider bots died. <laughs> so I was pretty much screwed against that team. But the other two two rounds, I had good matches. Superior Spider-Man is good. He's, he costs a lot of points, though. 160 is a lot of freaking points. I don't... I don't think he's really good enough to be super competitive. Unless your opponent's dropping the spider bots. Me personally. Um, but I will say that I had two of the A's attached, which gives him plus two is to a super senses roll. And a three through six super senses roll was extremely good. And he has eight clicks of super senses. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, if you run up against somebody with precision strike like Austin's bullseye, he'll just eat right through him. But in a lot of matchups, this superior Spider-Man is pretty tough. He has a great bottom dial, too, because he gets charge flurry, and then he gets plus one attack and damage if he hits a, a three through six on his roll, and that sticks for the rest of the game. So what's awesome is if you had a medic with him, I didn't think about this, otherwise I would have ran one today. Well, I couldn't. You could drop him down, get rid of Peter. Yeah, Brandon. drop him down, get rid of Peter, and then heal him back up to top with his charge, super strength, and all that stuff. But I, I was happy with him. He was fun to play. He has a lot of cool stuff going on. He can put more spider bots out as they get killed, so if you don't care about losing points. You know what I like about his dial? He doesn't have like a ton of random-ass powers because he's already got such a complicated trait and all that stuff like that. You'd know what you're getting. Yeah. like I feel like the big problem with Spider-Man figures is that they tend to vary really heavily all over the dial. I can it, see that a little it gets bit. Kind of, it gets kind of annoying sometimes wondering what you're going to end up with. He was fun, though. If you're a fan of the character, I suggest playing him. He's solid. What'd you guys play this week? Um, Wednesday, I played a first lantern based team. Um, I ran the first lantern and all the leaders of the course. Um, I did have to run the old Atrocitus, Indigo, and Star Sapphire though, because the modern versions aren't out yet. Um, it was a really fun team. I've talked about that first lantern before. I ran him at Warlight, and I wanted a good chance to play him again. Um, he performed about like I, what I expected. I mean, he's got a glass jaw. If once you get through that invincible, um, his stats are too low. He can't really get a lot. He can't get a lot done at that point. 
But if he stays up on that top click and your opponents don't either can't hit him or don't pay attention to him, he's annoying as hell. Um, I, the first match was someone of the full Green Lantern team decided to play against me, and they uh, they had all their Lantern keywords stripped, so they lost a ton of their traits and abilities that trigger on the word Lantern or on Green Lantern figures. Um, and then I had Larflees, and Larflees makes it that anyone who has an attached construct gets negative one to their combat values. Oh yeah, that's so pretty useful then. Yeah, um, that Larflees was awesome. I he really, is. I wasn't expecting him to be near as good as he was. I'm happy um, with him. I played that, with I can, him. I don't think they'll make a better Larflees. Like I think this is probably the best Larflees we're gonna have. Um, he's perfect. Uh, he spawns. He stops people who have relics and lantern constructs. By modifying combat values negative one, he can gets barrier plasticity. If he barriers, he can quake out of all of them that have been placed by Orange Lantern Cure keyword this turn. Um, and then he can spawn those free tokens, and those tokens are ridiculous. I have, I talked about the tokens not that long ago. The God, twenty-five those tokens point, are ridiculous. Twenty-five point Orange Lantern Absorb tokens are also extremely good. Drew played them today. If you want more details on them, go to the. Uh, to all the horror tokens, go to our uh, YouTube channel where I reviewed the War of the Light pack and talked. I was like excited when I saw those bad boys. I was like, "Whoa, these things are nuts!" Um, the new Saint Walker's really good. Um, I know he just came out, so I don't think a lot of people have had a chance to really play him. Um, he's got an interesting dial. It kind of shifts back and forth. It's really Skittles type dial where it just fluctuates colors. But uh, on top dial, he's awesome. Um, he's got a good running shot, nine range, double bolt, energy shield. Um, he's got a he's got perplex, um, and when people when people with blue lantern core use perplex, they get plus three range. Um, I mean, like it's just he's a solid ass dial, and then down down dial he picks up prob. Um, I really liked Saint Walker Sinestro. I don't know Sinestro kind of left a little to be desired. It's, I played him on Glengar. I liked him. I did I did like him. I just felt like once he got hit like once, it was just like over for him. I tell you, well, I played him with. Um, I played him against Drew actually on a big Sinestro core team, and you get more out of him that re- that way yeah, because no, of definitely. that trait. Because he deals penetrating damage to people who have things decreased. Yeah, and I could have somebody else Sinestro Sinestro core perplexed down, and then Sinestro comes flying from eight range. And see, and I loved his top dial. I think the problem I ran into was every time he got hit. He always went straight from top to click four, and then would get just blasted death from there for some reason, or on the last click. But I did, I did really like his his trait. His traded perplex was ridiculous. I used that to ridiculous effect during those matches. Freaking negative two to all combat guys. They have two tokens. And then what did you play today? Um, today I played a uh, bullseye. I played kingpin, bullseye, and a bunch of assassins. Um. Today's event was we can start with a relic on somebody, so I started with the uh, flame blast ring on Bullseye, which gave him a penetrating and energy explosion if he targeted one person. Um, I also played Lady Bullseye, um, Kingpin, Typhoid Mary. Or typhoid did, Mary. Did you start with Typhoid. Started with Typhoid. Um, who else was there? Uh, Kingpin, the Lady Electra Bullseye. from the uh, Fast, Fast Forces. Forces Electra. Yeah. She's really good, too. Yeah. She's um, extremely good, actually. For 75 points, yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've seen her on some rock teams already. Um, Bullseye, of course, performed about what I expected, which was ridiculously. Um, his lack of willpower hurts him, but uh, in other events and stuff like that where you have the chance to use 
Well, in hindsight, I probably should have given him Noel's hammer. Would have made things a lot better. Um, but in other events where you have access to resources and stuff, God, this guy with willpowers would be retarded. I mean, like, we've already talked about him before. Uh, precision strike, prob, running shot, eight range, triple bolt. And then I had him with pinside energy explosion, which was ridiculous. Uh, ask Hunter. I was shooting through people and blasting groups of his figures with him. Yeah. Um, Precision wow. Strike is what got me against Superior Spider-Man. I ended up winning the match with Spidey 2099, but Bullseye just chewed through Superior Spider-Man like it was nothing. Um, Kingpin was great. I really like Kingpin. Um, yeah, he's he's annoying as shit to play against. I'll tell you that. Once per turn, so he can mastermind much. any friendly. Um, he can outwit through other people with, what is it, 8 range? Um, or he picks up a character with an 8 range. Pick, yeah. Um, and then he has enhancement, and if they have precision, precision strike, RC, uh, RCE, sharpshooter, or improved targeting, hindering, they can use all of them. So I was using him to give bullseye uh, RCE. Mm. So if I didn't need to use a pin side for any reason, I could get the bonuses out of it. Um, then uh, Lady Bullseye was all right. Um, she was she was kind of filler for me. Seventy-two points. She's not a bad dial. It's just I don't know. She's there. As she's, I said, I think she's more of a seal. She's a great sealed piece, but constructed. She was out with and tie up on my team. That's what I used her for. Yeah. Um, Typhoid Mary was cool. Um, I definitely like the idea of her. Um, I started her with tie on Typhoid because she starts with TK. Oh, so you know what? You couldn't have done the trade off of Mastermind from Kingpin. Because it says, when each click is revealed due to damage taken from an opponent's attack. When you Mastermind it, it's not being taken from an opponent's uh, okay. attack. But go on. Oh, well. Sorry. I just uh, that was the only game I did it. I wanted time. to read it before I we suggested it to people. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it was illegal. Or anytime not. she takes damage, she rolls a d6 and um, can either ignore the rest it, of the damage for the if turn. If she rolls a six, she instantly stops. Yeah. And then uh, she, uh, you can choose on a four through five to shift her to the opposite side and then reduce the rest of the damage dealt minus one. And the good thing is, you can keep going back and forth. Yeah. Like, if you roll a four, and then you swap over and you roll another four, you can go right back, and now you take minus two damage from yeah. the whole thing. Um, if you're lucky, it can be good. The typhoid side, she has outwit. Um, she drops into shape change and poison. She starts with TK running shot into stealth. Um, five range, single bolt. She picks up energy explosion with two bolts, and untargeted characters dealt penetrating, which is really good. Um, her flip side, which is Bloody Mary, that was a melee piece, and a really good tie-up piece, actually. Um, she gets Charge, Quake, Poison, picks up Teleconnect Knives, which is Blades, Claws, and Flurry. When she flurries, the second attack can target a target character within four squares in line of fire, Ooh. and this power can be countered. I want to try yeah, this. Joke. I almost had a good chance to use it against Drew, and he, he killed her before I could. Um, I'd like to try her sometime. Yeah, she's fun. I definitely I want to play her again. Um, and the last one is that Electra, and that Electra for 75 points was the only willpower on my team. Um, she's got Hydra Team Ability, 4 Attack, Precision Strike, Charge, Super Senses, freaking ignores hindering on movement. Um, she has Close Combat Expert and Stealth. When she uses CCE, she gets uh, to modify one value by two and the other by one. Mm. I mean, like, she's just ridiculous. And she already is an 11-3 for 75 what points. What she was really great for me for was so moving her into... 12-5 for yeah. 75 points. Um, running her into... An 11-3 with CCE that... 
That's what I'm saying. A bet, a better CCE. Is so more. possibly a thirteen four or a twelve five. What I like using her for was as I was moving her up through hindering, using her for, to use kingpins outwit through, mm-hmm. because she's in stealth, so she was pretty protected from all that. Um, she has Thunderbolt's keyword too, so that adds a lot of playability to oh, damn, with the yeah. ATA. Um, I I really liked a lot of the figures here. Lady Bullseye's the only one who I really didn't. Um, the rest I definitely want to play again. Um, love this team. Drewster, what'd you play this week, buddy? Okay, you're gonna play Wednesday, but Saturday, which is today, <laughs> <laughs> I played a team consisting of Big Dog Bedovian. Bedovian. Who, in fact, might be one of my favorite pieces from War of the Lions. <laughs> He's so fun. He's <laughs> so great. I love him. He's so strategic. Solomon Grundy from the main set of Slosh. I'm so tired of fighting that Grundy. <laughs> I fight him every single week. You're, Deal with you, it. You gotta show up every single week to fight him every single oh, week. Oh, snap. But anyway. <laughs> every week I show up, I fight him. There you go. Uh, so one Time week. Wizard from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, he did. God, and you hit that time so many times against me. <laughs> time Wizard did the most damage on the game that I was watching. God, that hurt. <laughs> time Wizard. Bonebreaker. And Bonebreaker Shaman. And the, one of the orange pops, I think, right? Yeah, the, the one you were talking about. The yeah. orange lantern. Uh, absorbed. I... Absorbed orange lantern. Annoying yeah. McAsshole. He is. <laughs> and the uh, build is over uh, 500 points. What was your relic? Uh, Null's Hammer. No, I'd be right at five. No Sammer's eight points. I know. There you go. Yeah. That was my team. So you had Knowles on Bedovian? Yep. Oh my gosh. That's so, pretty damn good. So I got 14 effective range sharpshooter. Willpower. Got all I need. You can't shoot me if I'm not within two other two squares of another character. So that what that did was it forced people to come at me. Yep. So Grundy was just like, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" I'm chilling here by this uh, hey. by this rock, Bedovian. Just what's, waiting. What's up? This, this is a rock. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not some fucking space trip. While Time Wizard and Bonebreaker Shaman are just being annoying assholes in the back with their TK. That Bonebreaker was really good. Actually, I but love him. Bonebreaker Shaman's legit. He won me a tournament one time. I played a, the Orc. It was the Lord of the Rings where you had to play a theme team of yeah. of Lord of the Rings and Mage Knights, and I played an Orc team, and he was like my favorite piece at the end of the day. Dude, Bonebreaker Shaman is like amazing. Just the fact that his top click, he's got TK Barrier. Amazing, perplex support, and eight range barrier too. Eight range barrier and eight range perplex, which is. And then if they if they ping you for one or something, you roll on the nine attack three damage pinsai. That was the worst thing. He keeps pinsai for the next two clicks after that too. And then just in case you want to fuck with him some more, he rolls on the pulse wave. Yeah, I was about to say I was pissed because I blasted him for four and was like. There's no way he's going to be on anything good. Fucker lands on Enhancement Pulse Wave Willpower. So what happened between Austin's game and I... I was pissed. Was that... I, I noticed that Bonebreaker rolled onto Enhancement, and I was like, okay. He, he rolled his bullseye up to kill my Grundy. Fine. Um, so I was like, my last hope is Time Wizard, who has mediocre stat values because of his uh, time magic ability. 
I didn't want to risk time magic because if I missed the roll, game I was, was gonna fuck everything. <laughs> pretty much over. <laughs> so what I had, Bedovian was dead at this point. Grundy was like nearly dead. And so at this point, Time Wizard was top dial and hit <laughs> hit Bullseye for four damage. Which Bullseye, I love Bullseye, but he's got kind of a glass jaw. He should. That's yeah, no, know. he should. No, it makes perfect sense. No, he should totally have impervious top dial. <laughs> yeah. For, no, like his, if you hit him like for about three, three or four damage, he starts getting really meh. Yeah. Yeah. His top dial is where he's absolutely ridiculous. Then past there, it gets kind of eh. So getting hit for four damage on Bullseye was just like the end for me. Like right there, it was like there's no chance now. Because Grundy still had one more chance to come back too after that. And Austin kept theme probing it. You just kept hitting it. I couldn't uh, theme prob it. I had normal prob. Oh, you pro- I remember. I think you probed it twice. Nope. Assassin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wiz Kids hates generics. Yeah, I know. I played a scientist team today and so, had no problem. It makes me so mad. I went two and one. I had a good time. This can team was really have, fun. Can we just have an episode where we rant about that? Maybe they'll change it. <laughs> that they give them theme, generic theme team? Yes. Uh, I mean, like, let's yeah. just start a big I don't know story. where they did that. I, to hurt Mystics, the only generic anyone ever That's what I'm saying. The only generic And they didn't even care about him. That was doing it, that does any good is mystical, and it already has probs, so I don't get the mindset. I kind of like the ATA change. It makes I it harder. I love the ATA change. It makes it harder to do it, and some people think it needs to be stricter. I don't think. I don't think it needs to be stricter. I would be fine. I would be fine if it got stricter. But anyways, yeah, I, I don't get that. I don't know. It's not a huge deal to me, but I still, yeah, it, I, I don't get it. I play a lot of generic, so it does really suck, especially when I play like hordes of stuff, and you really do need those theme team probs. Maybe they. This is me giving them way too much credit, but maybe that with the entities coming up, they knew that. Um, since they give characters keywords and help you make theme teams easier, maybe they thought it'd be too easy to hit cosmic and monster theme teams and stuff like that with Black Hand and and all the other entities having cosmic. That's giving them way too much credit. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to throw a possibility. But out there. Uh, point being, Time Wizard's the best piece in Hero Clicks. Time Wizard is really fun to play. For starters, best sculpt in Hero Clicks, guaranteed. <laughs> I don't know. Bonebreaker Shaman is actually extremely. That is a pretty strange sculpt. Mage Knight's the best. Cl- the best sculpted set. It's it Hero is Clicks. guaranteed. Right. It definitely 100%. is. All right, let's go to the main topic. So, you guys are going to Gen Con for your first time. What do you, you need get to your know? Stuff stamped Bad right? idea. <laughs> Alright, well here's what Here's the segment I want to start with first What should be in your backpack okay. Number one, bring a damn backpack Yes I don't know why you would go and not bring no. a backpack Here's the thing, I don't even care if you plan on acquiring anything while you're there Or you're bringing anything there, period Bring a backpack You will find a reason to use a damn backpack So if you're following along with us at home Pull out a pen and a piece of paper Especially... Right. If you're playing Hero Clicks, yes. why would you not have your backpack? And start writing down these things that we think should be in your backpack. So, number one, obviously, is <laughs> don't forget your click supplies. Oh, never mind. Don't forget your team and your dice. You will need your own dice. You will need your own object tokens, all that stuff. None of that's going to be provided for you, including maps, by the way. So, oh, yeah. make sure you have all your click stuff. But besides the obvious... Don't forget your tickets, not only your badge, but your event tickets as well. You can buy them there if you feel like waiting right. in line like an asshole. But we don't suggest that. But I by highly, now, it's too late. Yeah, anyway. it's too late now, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to be waiting in line like an asshole. Um, 
water. Bring water. the big buy the biggest water bottle you can find at Kroger or something, and uh, then you can fill it up during the day in the bathroom or wherever. Just save yourself a lot of money because the drinks there are expensive as it is at any you know it's, event yeah. type thing. And having a giant thing of water is going to be, to me, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, some food that that I brought last year. Cliff bars are good. Cliff bars, protein bars, meal replacement bars. Um, I like bringing peanut butter sandwiches. I do it at Clicks. I take just a Ziploc bag, take a piece of peanut uh, bread, put some peanut butter on it, fold it in half, and make you two or three little sandwiches like that. Ziploc them up. They won't go stale throughout the day. Um, granola bars, stuff like that. Beef jerky is also another thing that does well throughout the day in your backpack. It's not going to get stale or anything like that. See, last year I didn't bring food, and I paid out the ass for like a slice of pizza mm-hmm. or a pretzel. I sat and ate, ate out of my backpack all day last year. Um, yeah, there's your food and your water. Um, phone charger. Yes. That's, that's something that nobody year. ever thinks about, but really is worth bringing it's an especially extra since the convention center is not good for cell phone reception that's it pulls on your phone is constantly looking for signal yeah. while you're in there and it pulls on your battery faster and you can pick up wi-fi from like 500 different places so it's just constant mm-hmm. plus you may need it for your clicks events you may need a calculator you may need to look up things while you're filling out your build sheet you may need to look up you know things online between rounds or something um so you need your phone definitely, and you need your phone charger with you. Pens and piece of paper. It's not necessarily mandatory, but it's just it kind of my personal thing throughout life. Somebody told me a long time ago: anytime you go anywhere, bring pen and piece of paper. I, it's just kind of something I suggest because you never know when you're going to need it. And then deodorant. Austin touched on the big <laughs> one because even if you're not a stinky, sweaty nerd, you will become one by the you end. You will of be. <laughs> When you're around that many other stinky, sweaty nerds. You could take three showers that morning. You could bathe in deodorant before you leave home. But at some point, your pits will start stinking. So bring some deodorant for yourself and for each other. And some on the same line of thinking for your breath. Bring some gum or some mints. We had to trade deodorant in the trenches last year. We were passing it around. Bring extra deodorant. When the nerd next to you stinks, just pass it over to him on the table. You know. Bring a belt so your butt crack's not showing. There, so you saw so you joining up Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> All right, so that anything else for your backpack you guys can think of? That was um, my list. For clicks, that's a pretty solid list. Um... You're obvious. Your dice, your tokens, your yeah. you know, maps, and all that. Good and that's stuff. the big one. Make sure, like, double, make, triple check your stuff before you leave the house, so you have everything. You don't want to be, especially your teams. That's the one that you don't want to end up showing up there and not having your full team or screwing up your counts mm-hmm. or something like that. Because if you don't have the right team or you're one point over, done, disqualified. You just ruined that whole event, wasted your money. Especially if you're playing in Worlds, they're probably a little more lenient in the side tourneys. Yeah. You'll have to fill out a build sheet for every Hero Clicks thing you do aside from Battle Royales. So if you're not familiar with filling out a build sheet, I know I'm going a little bit off here at the moment, but while I'm thinking about it, um, you can type in Hero Clicks Army Sheet in Google. And there you go, top one, 2012 Heroclix Army Sheet. Open that up, 
look at it, get familiar with it, and how to fill it out. Because you will see a hell of a lot of It's burned into my brain at this point. You will be filling this out at your events. I'm having like PTSD flashbacks to last year. So go ahead and ahead of time, do a little preparation. Write down your teams in here, just getting getting used to where everything goes. Because then when you get there, you're only going to have so many minutes to fill this out that if you're familiar with it, it's going to be less stressful on your head. You don't want to get there, oh, where's this, where's that, did I remember to bring this clicks? I don't know how to fill out this sheet. And all that stuff really adds up in your brain. Then when you go to play clicks... You're on tilt already. I felt like that the whole time last year. I felt like when I first started, I was so worried about, okay, here's his team. Here's Austin's map. Where's my stuff? Do I have everything? And then by the time the game starts, my brain is just, like, rattled and, you know, and I just feel like I'm off already. When I first encountered this sheet, it looks daunting. It really is not. No, it's not at all. But if you've never seen <laughs> if you've, it. Yeah, no. The first time I saw it, it kind of was like off-putting. If you've never seen it, you need to go ahead and practice once or twice just to get used to it. And, of course, when we get into actual tournament etiquette and stuff like that, there's more details for... Um, let's go ahead while we're on the subject and, and talk about turn, tournament and battle royale um, tips and etiquette. Number one, don't be a fucking cheater. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that goes without saying. You would be surprised, but I was... There was Very a lot of cheaters. By how many, you know, rumors or us witnessing it was literally like cheating. every two hours, someone would come up that someone knew and be like, "Someone just got disqualified from Worlds because they had loaded dice in their sleeve and switched every five minutes." And it's just like, or changed their build sheet between rounds and didn't get, you know, try not to get busted or lied on their build sheet yep. on their scores or something. Um. That's kind of an obvious one, obviously. Don't cheat. Um, I would suggest getting to your event at least 15 minutes early. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I totally, if not earlier. Um, yeah, if you can. Unless you have events that are running together. Like, like I have two side tournaments I coming up that on Saturday. I think one's from like 2 to 5, one's from 5 to 8. They will, you will not have a problem because chances are the same judge is running both of those events. Yeah. And they know it. And they're more lax on the side tournament stuff. So if you're doing Especially that... Especially if you get Vlad and what's his name. Yeah, they were very cool. Most All the judges Perfect. we had, except for, aside from one, were very, very cool. He wasn't even really our judge. That's true. Just but judge. He was a judge in the area. <laughs> 95% of the people that are running things there are very, very nice and very accommodating and will help you with everything. But yeah, get there 15 minutes early. Um, that way you have time to make sure you're at the right place because sometimes you think you're waiting in the right line and you're not, you know. And sometimes the event is running a little behind and you can find the person, you know, ahead of time and On that, figure out where you're supposed to there's be. There's a lot of lines. On that note, I don't know how they're handling badges this year, but last year we had to get our badges. We had to wait to a, in a long line Thursday morning to get our badges. I hope they don't fuck this up again. For um, we had to get a barcode and all this stuff for the WizKids events. So basically... So, yeah. That's well, a good point. So if you're going to play in a Heroclix event... Go to WizKids and make sure you have what you need for the events well before your events roll. When you first get to Gen Con, yeah. go to the WizKids, wherever it is in the... Um, this year in the I'm sure it'll be venue. I'm sure it's in the same place. I can't remember the exact letter or it's... whatever. But anyways, you'll be able to tell on your event tickets. It'll say. But go to the WizKids first when you first get to Gen Con, and say, "Hey, I'm playing in these things later today. Do I need to do anything before then? Do I need to get a barcode on my?" 
badge? Do I need to register anything? What do I need to do? They, you may not need to do anything, but it's good to know. Yeah, beforehand. basically what happened last year was that me, Hunter, Ricky, and Austin got in line for Battle Royals early. We were like, we're going to do one. And then they were like, you, you, need a, you need to have a barcode. So we had to wait in a separate line for the barcode. This coming from after having to wait in the line for Battle Royals. For no, Battle Royals. Oh, not for to, the, to buy the comics kind of and stuff. So yeah. we've waited in four lines already and haven't gotten to play any hero clicks, and it's probably been three or four hours. Come to terms and find inner peace with standing in line. Because yeah. this will be something you will encounter Make very... friends. Talk to people. It's the fucking trenches. I, honestly, that was honestly one of the better parts, was like standing in line and meeting people. Like, there were a lot of really cool guys we met in line just waiting for shit. Austin meets a lot of cool guys in line. <laughs> and does lines. A um, little bit of both. Anything else for etiquette? Just be shake hands before and after. Don't be a dick. I if mean, you're like, okay, if you're in worlds, it is. It's not. I'm no one to use the word terms cutthroat, but it is serious. That is the term I would it's use. Dead it's dead serious. serious. Don't be chatting up your opponent, wasting their time, wasting your time. Be focused on what you're supposed to be doing. Be be stern, but be courteous. Don't be an asshole. Be, you know, basically I'm just saying be on time with everything. Yeah. The worst thing that drives me nuts is when I'm trying to play a focused competitive game, even if it's not that competitive, just a game, and my opponent is talking my head off and won't shut up about something that is irrelevant. Talking about their team or talking about X or Y or Z whenever you on, you're already on the clock for your match, you know, or something like that. Um, Especially if you look across the table and you know it's going to be one of those long matches. Yeah, if the teams are something that takes forever to play out. So basically just be prompt, be polite, but don't be overly polite. If you're playing in competitive. If you're playing in the side tournaments, they're a little bit more laid back. Dude, people are friendly as hell in the side tournaments. We met a lot of nice people um, and hope to see them again this year and you know get to get to chat with those guys. But we've... It's a little little bit more relaxed in the Battle Royales and the side tournaments. Definitely the Battle Royales. You still will be competing. But I don't know about this year. And you still need to be focused on what you're doing, but it's not going to be as much of a cutthroat type um, so, atmosphere. For so have part. they said how they're doing the Battle Royales this year? It's, assume, it's assumed that after, last year they said Gen Con was the last time they were doing it like that. So I assume Origins went the new way because there were no posts on it or anything. I couldn't find anything. Somebody even emailed us, and we I was going to get to it in our email section, but... Assume the worst. I could not find anything for Royales on how they are doing the format this year, so I am sorry. There is... Excuse me. You can contact them ahead of time on GenCon.com. You can go to the website we will and see do everything. Random pods. So far, all I could find on Realms it was this thread I was looking at the other day. Battle Royales... We will seat in random pods of 16 to 64 players. Oh, they're doing it like magic drafts do, where they they get together a full line of 16 people, and then they randomize the 16 to build their four tables. So they do it in large groups at once. So, so assuming that random. they stick to this, yeah. this is very different than last year. So this sounds like you will not be able to team up with your people that you came with. Basically, there will be a very long line for people who are wanting to participate in Battle Royales. They will take the first 16 people in line. 
they will mix up those 16 people at different tables. You'll not be 1, 2, 3, and 4, you go to table 1. 4, 5, 6, and 7, 8, you go to table no, 2. it's straight random. They will mix you up totally, and then they will seat you. If you've never played in a Royale, here's the general thing that you can expect. And if you've never played in one and you have time, go ahead and do it because it's a fun experience, especially yeah. if you've never done it. It only costs the cost of one booster. It's like 12 bucks or something. Um you and four players will all go to the same table. You will all be given the same type of booster, either a Marvel boosters or DC. Not sure what it is yet. I can pretty much guarantee you the DC is going to be Slosh. I assume the Marvel is going to be Deadpool. It may be Invincible Iron Man. I don't know. I hope for your sake that it's Deadpool. Um, <laughs> Maybe this this would be a good it. way for those... Well, I was going to say, if you notice, they include the Constructs, Cap Sentinel, Spidey, Team-Based Holiday figures all under the um, con in your store. They don't no. refer to them as other comics, but just con to your store. Stuff. We'll see. They they hadn't said anything about No Man's Land stuff last year before, prior, so I don't know. Oh, we'll try to see. Um, so, Battle Royals. So, you'll get seated with four people. You each get a booster. You'll each open your boosters. You will each select one figure, and then you will pass it to your left, similar to Swiss-style drafting from Magic or other games like that. Pick the best and biggest piece in your booster. You Definitely. don't have to worry about point values. You don't have to fit the whole team in so many points. So if there's a, you know, for example, Brother Voodoo is extremely good for his points. A lot better than this Hulk piece that costs 250 points than what he is for his points. But in if a you battle don't, royale. in a battle royale... Hulk piece. Brother Voodoo is really good for that low under 100 points, but that Hulk three is worth. Voodoo's. If they cost the same amount, you need that Hulk more than you need that Brother Slosh Voodoo. Slosh's got some big pieces too. We're talking That's, Tachyon, mm. and if they do Deadpool, fucking Tiamat. Oh god! If oh, you pull yeah. Tiamat, you pretty you just yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and it's based on the amount of points you score. So yeah. So after your teams are done, you each set up in the corners. And then you just fight each other, and every time you KO a piece, you score that piece, and at the end of the game, whoever scored the most points What's interesting wins. is the way they word this at the end. The events will last one hour, and the prize will be brought at the end of that hour. Right. So I don't think uh, I don't think this year they're going to let you, like, if you finish, like, in 40 minutes, you're probably still going to have to wait that 20 fucking probably. minutes. It depends. They were supposed, if the full we were, pod, if the full pods finished of sixteen, I think they'll clear you. We were then. supposed to do it an hour last year too. Yeah, but they if we're you right. got done if you got done before an hour, which even with us playing the way we were, it was taking fifty minutes. Yeah, we were doing right. a good job. Of so it. it's going to take an hour pretty much regardless. Yeah, we were booking it though. So that's an idea of how Royals work out. If you've never done one, you have time. Go ahead and do one. It's a fun experience. Uh, but I would not hold my breath thinking that you're going to get a group of guys together and go into it oh like, you're not going to be able like to like you've anymore. been into the past few years and like you should be able to do but that's just our opinion but times they are changing uh what else suggestions should we make um buying con exclusives from WizKids get there and start slashing throats. If the doors... <laughs> bring your machete. It's like a jungle in that bitch. When do the doors open? 10? Uh, yes. Get there at 9. No later oh, than dude. 9. Yeah, we got there freaking so early and there were still... Crap. If you're wanting to buy con exclusives that morning, get there an hour before the doors open. Find the right 
uh, hall where the whiz kids will be selling their things and get as close to the double doors as you possibly can and here's the thing they have maps of the booths online figure out your compass direction whether it's the east west or south or north entrance whatever that's closest to that whiz kids booth Get as close to that damn door as you can, and as soon as they open those doors, you fucking book it. What's fucking hilarious is last year, just like... the It was so bad last they, year. They, I hope they clean it up this year. No, so many people had never... I didn't know this many people played Hero Clicks. Like, there were so many people in that line. We were thinking to ourselves, we're just gonna walk in, you know, get it, maybe wait 30 minutes. You know, no problem. But... Then the line ended up getting wrapped around the fucking thing three times. And we and had, then the, the lines that were wrapped around, like, merged in, so people were cutting each yeah, other. Yeah, we, re- we were there relatively early. And then they cut me and Hunter off from Austin, and Austin was ahead of us. Yeah, somehow I ended up in the first wraparound, even though when those doors first opened, there was already two wraparounds, pretty much. Like, it was nuts. Like It was the most retarded. Remember what I said about coming to terms of standing in line, because you will do it. Um, I figure their supplies are probably better this year than they have been in the past, um, for con exclusives and shit. I'm not holding my breath. I, okay. This is WizKids. All I can say is they can't do a worse job than they did last year with the line situation. I fully agree. I don't see how you could do it worse. They, I mean, they screwed the pooch. There basically was no order. Yeah, they screwed the pooch big time. So I gotta imagine it's gonna be better this year than it was last year. And they do the con exclusive stuff every day. So if you get in line Thursday and they sell out by the end of the day, try again on Friday. Because from what people were telling us last year, people on Saturday were literally just walking right up because there was no line by the midday, and they still had stuff to sell. So, I mean, give it a shot each day if you want to do whatever. You're limited to one of each, of course. I don't If you guys haven't been paying attention to that, one of each, um, and I believe that's per day. So if you, wanna, if you want two of each, come back another day. So you're going to be spent to get all four. There's four things. There's Zombie Galactus. There's Black Lantern Anti Monitor. Resurrection. Resurrection Impossible. Man. And then the Black and White Lantern. Contract. Are Resurrection Man and Impossible Man twenty five dollars a piece? I thought they were fifteen. They're fifteen, and then the big ones are fifty. Well, I'll, we'll check it. out. I think they were fifty, but we'll check it out. Um, I think the pack was twenty five. The white and black. But you you get them all in, after standing in line. Like it's not like you have to keep waiting in line to get one of each. Right, you buy them all to get one. Yeah, you buy you them all. Get them all time. once. Because last year it was really simple. Um, and then while I'm looking up the prices on the, all that for those who are um, curious, um, parking. Oh boy. Do first of all, this is going to sound obscure if you're not familiar with the area. But do not try to park in any hotel parking because you can be expecting to pay like $100 a day. The best place to park is Lucas Oil Stadium. And we're giving out our secrets. And we're giving out our secrets. These are trade secrets. Do not tell this to everybody else because if I get there this year... And it's packed. We're blaming you guys. I'm going to be pissed and I'm slashing every tire that has a Hero Clicks or comics related memorabilia. (laughs) I swear to God if I give you a t-shirt and you stole my parking space, I'm going (laughs) to slash tires. But the best place to park, by far, is at Lucas Oil Stadium because, A, it's cheap, and, B, it's not that long of a walk. There's I don't know a, why everybody's scared to park there. It's not that long of a walk. Well, the thing is, there's an arm of the convention center that basically is a really long hallway that comes down towards Lucas Oil. Mm-hmm. And so people don't realize that, technically, you like literally walk like two blocks, and you're in the convention center, 
And you just walk down a hallway and you're at everything. One block, really. I mean, yeah, honestly. it's not that far, no. And you're going to be doing nothing but walking when you get in there. So don't be afraid to do a little extra walking to save it's yourself $10 on your I'd parking. say it's more like shuffling, Hunter. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's our secret parking spot. That's where we suggest to park at the Lucas and how Oil much was it? I think it's 10 It could be 5 but I think it's 10 Which sounds like a lot, but that's nothing. Compared to, <laughs> that's nothing. Compared to some of the So... That's what I suggest. As far as hotels, there's no point in talking about that because you should have made those reservations last year. Austin tried to do it six months out, and everyone laughed at me because it failed miserably. It's got to retard. They're probably already booked for next year. Yeah, it's people said you need to do it like literally over a year out. Anything else you guys want to suggest? I that's about all I had written down for the actual or for the actual con? just for Gen Con in general. Okay, any. For the actual Gen Con, for the people who are going to enjoy the whole convention, have fun. Um, there's so much stuff there. There's so many events, so many just random-ass things, board games, all this crap going on. Go enjoy it. I mean, like, the shopping area is great. The shopping area is, like, the is a huge draw for a lot of people. A lot of people just come out here just to... Don't... Play. Here's the thing. Don't go expecting amazing deals. Yeah, there are some... There are some good deals. There are mediocre deals. Yes. And every now and then you might find something nice. I will say this. There are... I, I usually buy shirts and comics because the shirts and comics... For one, they have great selections of shirts. Yeah. At reasonable prices. Comics, if you're patient enough, you can find some trades pretty cheap. Me and Hunter... Well, this is Indianapolis Comic Con, but we went... We and, we, and we fucking cleaned At up. At Gen Con two years ago, when I actually spent a long time looking for comics, I got a lot of trades for half of the book price in great condition so if you're willing to spend the extra hour or two you can find some comics and in the great one, shape the one thing you will find shopping is a lot of older stuff you'll find a lot of older hero clicks a lot of like last year what you found that Hellboy and BPRD thing I found freaking mm-hmm. uh, secret invasion boosters like there's a lot of weird stuff I mean like it's it's just fun to go around there um, and of course like there's game designers and stuff there um the WizKids booth will found play. a Mage Knight Pyramid starter set. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot. There's the someone had the Cthulhu for sale. Scott bought it. Yeah, um, I mean like it's fun. And then there's all the board gaming stuff. There's tons of free open gaming tables. Yeah, that's what you want to be doing, honestly. The big deal is a lot of gaming companies. Since Gen Con is the largest gaming convention in the world, freaking, they come out here and they're like, we have a new game coming out. We're going to display it here, have a bunch of tables for it. People can try our new game, possibly buy it. So just wander around, play games, and have, have fun with it. I mean, you have... I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like, it's just so open and random. Like, there's just so much shit to do. I would suggest, on, on the similar note to what Austin's saying, don't go there just for hero clicks. I agree. I, I that's, agree. That's exactly last, what I'm doing this Last year. year, we should have dedicated a day to just doing whatever. That was Hell, maybe start, even right? two, because there was a lot to do there. Heroclix felt like a job last year. Yeah, it did. It was... <laughs> I mean, I made, good, I made good money off a lot of that stuff, but it still felt like a freaking job. The best time I had at Jinkot, no joke, was going around with Scott while you guys were doing the Street Fighter tournament and just fucking around. Um, yeah. The, so, the after parties are weird. That's the other thing I should note. I, I will have a Dial H exclusive after party. I'm going probably with Scott. Um, 
I know quite a few people who have been to some of the after parties. Some of them can get pretty weird. Be prepared. I'm interested. This is going to be fun. <laughs> and freaky. Freaky is a hunter's day. Drew ain't afraid to poo on a girl. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You heard it here, folks. Dial H for your Oakland's official. That's going to go on my gravestone. <laughs> so help me, Drew. If you die before me, I'll put it on your damn tombstone. All right, here's the prices for the con exclusives I found. $100 for Zombie Galactus. Close. 50 for Zombie Galactus, 50 for Black Lantern Anti-Monitor. Uh, 15 each for Impossible Man and Resurrection Man. And then 25 for the Black and White Power Battery Pack. And then if you play Star Trek Attack Wing, they have various things. They have um, a pack that has $40. It it has um, 8 upgrade cards. It has 12 models. Let's see. The cloaked ship pack contains 12 cloaked versions of previously released ships, all translucent. Then they So it's 12 models and then 8 cards for $40 of Attack Wing cloaked ship. Attack pack. Wing Deep Space Nine! Yeah, you get a full Deep Space Nine for 100 bucks. So Which, if you're interested in those, that's something to pick shit, up too. I, I, I have seen this sculpt in person. It is really freaking cool. Is it? Yes. Am I get, I'm not spending a hundred. I thought uh, you were being sarcastic at first, Drew. And then I no. remember you do actually like Deep Space Nine. I love. No, Deep it is Space the model's freaking high. Holy quality. shit! I haven't and even it's watched it's, Star it's Trek like, yet. It's like that this looks big. pretty legit. Yeah, and it's playable in the game, of course, and everything. So, I dude, Drew, so <laughs> dude, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> well, there goes Drew's Gen Con budget. You'll never play it. No shit, but it looks <laughs> cool. <laughs> People have paid far more for far worse, Hunter. I hate the Such fact... Such as pooing on a girl's chest. <laughs> well, what? The, the ladies pay me for that, but... <laughs> How can that be $100? I don't want to spend that much, Austin. But you do, don't you, Drew? Yeah, I really do. Alright. Hopefully, if you guys have any other questions, send them to us on Facebook Hopefully or, not or related Gmail. To and me pooing. If you got poo offers, you're going to have to send that to my regular email. His personal email. We don't let them do that on the work accounts. Um, and of course, look for us. We'll be there. Probably, I'm definitely wearing my Dial H shirt. Saturday, we will all, ha- all have our Dial H shirts on. Thursday night, also at the um, dinner, at the spaghetti dinner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you it. want to buy your um, Dial H shirts, that is the time. Uh, at Gen Con on Thursday night at the spaghetti dinner. Or on Saturday, any time during the day, you can find us. I will try to update our Facebook page and tell you kind of where we are at what times if you want to come and purchase a shirt. We're going to use our GPSs on our phones and put trackers on Google Maps so you guys can find us. It's $12 for a large, extra large, or 2X, and then $14 for a 3X. I know a couple of you, I've already got, I think, just like two of you guys. I think Phil, Bazinski, and, um, was it Ron? So I, somebody else, two people have already paid me on PayPal. But um, if you guys have, if, if you want to guarantee a shirt in your size... Contact me on Facebook this week before Gen Con starts, before Thursday, and let me know you want to purchase one, you want to use, you want to pay with PayPal. 
You, if you do it on there, you can tell me what size you want, and I'll hold you for one. I'll put your name on one, and that way I'll know that I have it when we see you at Gym Con. Because otherwise, we're just going to each have a couple extra shirts in our backpacks, and when you guys need a shirt, you know, we'll have it. Um, hold this, on. I wasn't told carrying shirts was part of my job. You're not going to have very many. You're going to have a couple. I wasn't. No, this wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> I ain't carrying a whole two Austin ounces. Smith, official shirt bitch. Look out for that badge. <laughs> we also... I have. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to get a Hello My Name Is sticker and wear. <laughs> we also will have Drew's Value Corner stamp available. Yes, It sir. looks so good. So bring your cards. Actually, where is it at? I haven't seen for it. For the following figures. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? I don't remember where I put it. Hang on, I'll find oh. it. Bring your cards oh. for the following figures. And if you guys, while I'm reading these, think of another one that we've done before that... Uh, that we've done before that I don't mention, then go ahead and say it. Um, Jason Blood, Holiday Killer, Explosion Iceman, who I think was pre-card, so actually he may not have a card. Drew will just stamp your breast. Hollywood, Rocket Racer, Rocket Raccoon, and Aim Agent. Did I miss anybody? Black Panther from Avengers. I remember Drew doing that one because I suggested it. He also is pre-card. So there will not be a card for him. So Drew will uh, stamp your breast or testicles, whatever you prefer. Forehead. <laughs> the only thing is, Drew, Drew, when you do when you stamp these, make sure you let them know that they need to let it dry for a minute before they put it on another card. Because on the card, they will this. Yeah, totally thought you were giving advice about stamping testicles. It'll rub. If you stamp their testicles, <laughs> okay. be gentle. Left hand cups gently around the back side. <laughs> And press firmly, <laughs> but firmly grasp it in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> firmly grasp it. Now, if you're stamping breasts, left hand holds the picture phone, the, the camera phone. <laughs> right hand stamps it on there. Face comes around, smiles while the left hand takes the picture while you stamp it on the breast. Glad we got that situated beforehand. Now. <laughs> Moving on, let's go into Drew's value corner of values. How are we doing? Silver Age valuable segment here. Dear God, Drew, what do you have for us today? What are you trying to sell me today, Drew? What am I trying to sell you? <laughs> do you have anything prepared, or is this just coming off the cuff? Speaking of cups, <laughs> when you want a cool beverage, what do you put in your drink? Ice. Correct. <laughs> Damn it, that was the worst intro. Oh, God. We're starting off just amazing. We're going back. All the way back to one of my favorite sets. Is it one of your favorite sets, Austin? What's it? DC 75th? Oh, yeah, I do love DC 75th. You're fucking terrible. I like Brave and the Bold better, but I do like DC 75th. Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold had Checkmate and freaking all that shit. It did have Amazon, so I am partial to it. But DC Anniversary set was Brave and the Bullet's really good. 75th is better. Anyway. Yeah, maybe you'd like that set, Drew. Ass. <laughs> Who are we right. talking about here today, Bob? Okay, so now that Austin's gone, in the podcast. <laughs> what if I told you there was a piece for 47 points that could change the fucking game? 47 points. Yes, sir. I'm interested. Leap climb, that's not a good ability, really. I don't know. Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, I, can do, I can do without it. Okay, so, 
Eight range for 47 points. Isn't that good? Hot dog. Hot dog is good. That's better these days than it was at the anniversary set. Eight range barrier for 47 points. Alright, alright. I'd say that's pretty fucking good. Okay, so now A range in cap. But I know in cap ain't nothing special. But if she hits with in cap, no game effect can move or place her target away from the square it currently occupies until the beginning of your next turn. Now that has some potential, I must say. Does that have some potential? That has some potential. So big old fucking hulk. With hopefully Battle Fury not on right now. After you outwit his Battle Fury, of course. <laughs> Comes charging in. You're like, fuck you, Hulk. I'm just going <laughs> to boom. Blast you. Now you with some Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby. Now, Hunter, how much do you think a piece like this would cost? 99 cents, Maybe. I don't know what rarity we're talking here. It's value. It's value corner. So I know you got a good deal for me. Common. Common from an end, a main set. Probably one of probably a dollar. I'm gonna guess dollar fifty. Dollar forty nine. Yeah. $1. Let's go to trustycoolstuff.com. Look up anniversary zero zero seven ice. Oh shit. <laughs> 39 cents. Thir- th- this value is fucking insane. <laughs> that blew my mind. 39 cents? They never have anything for 39. It's always 49. I know. Maybe. Jesus she's Christ. She's not even on sale. <laughs> and she's only got three stars. What are these people doing with it? And nobody rates anything on that website. Yeah, I'm going to say between the eight range barrier, so if you're on an indoors map, that. You doesn't go. Worry. You don't have to worry about them moving if you bury them completely in. First of all, doesn't go below a nine attack for a forty-seven point piece. That's pretty damn good. And she at least have a good keyword. To put her on some good theme teams. Justice League International. Uh, sold. I got you. Got thirty-nine but, points. Austin Ice was only thirty-nine cents. Thirty-nine cents. Yes. <laughs> Is that ridiculous? How's she compared to the Streets of Gotham one? She's better, um, I think, in my opinion. They're both good. I personally no, I mean, like I this. No, I like the SOG one. For the I points, I personally like this one better. Okay. This one's... You, you missed the explanations. <laughs> but sorry. the ice one from SOG is pretty decent, too. Yeah. No, I mean, Soon I, I, to I, be in the Silver Age corner. Yeah. Maybe next year. Next year. We'll be talking about Definitely SOG ice. Year. But for now... That ice is really only good with Guy. If you don't want to play Guy, yeah, that's true. Yeah. this ice is way, way better. Oh, yeah, she starts with a 10. The other one has to have Guy to start with a 10, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and she has RCE if you actually yeah. want to do damage optionally instead. They already have two tokens Plus, or if they end cap, no game effect can move or place the target <laughs> from a square. That's pretty sweet. You sold me, Drew. You sold me. I love this piece. I mean, I've only been here about 15 seconds and he sold me. For 39 cents, yeah. I did, what can you buy for 39 cents these days? Can, you can shit on a girl's chest. That's about as much as you're getting for 39 cents. If you're cents. Andrew Alderson only. <laughs> I do it for a lot more than that. <laughs> yes, <I guess. laughs> okay, moving on off of this topic. You gotta, I, I, I personally have to have cleaners come in afterwards. <laughs> Drew, please stop. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> this is too much. Austin's poor... I can't take this. My poor virgin ears. They're just like... (laughs) You've heard worse from me. (laughs) All we have left is community. We already talked about the t-shirts. Like I said, Gen Con's your only chance to pick them up for now, so... 
uh, find us Thursday night or Saturday. $12 for a large, extra large, or 2X. $14 for a 3X. They turned out great. I just sold the first couple ones today. And uh, remind, well, me before, mine. remind me before you guys leave to get you yours. Austin and I will be there all four days. I'll be there all four days. I might be only there three out of the four. We'll see. Um, I won't be wearing my Dial H shirt all four days. Oh, no. Sure. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> it's white and things will start to stain. Yeah. Um, then also, like I said, don't forget your stamps. If you want to, if you want to bring some cards to get stamped um, on Thursday night at the spaghetti dinner or on Saturday, uh, Jason Blood hauled a killer Iceman or an Iceman's pre-card, uh, Hollywood Rocket Racer, Rocket Raccoon, Aim Agent, and now Ice from the anniversary set can all be stamped by Drew. And we will set something up besides Gen Con where you guys can e- can uh, mail your cards in to me and uh, I'll get Drew to stamp them and we'll ship them back to you. We'll figure something like that out after Gen Con so that we can do the stamp thing because that won't be too hard to do. Our, our little Drew's getting all grown up and being a celebrity on the internet now. <laughs> My little baby's all grown up and saving China. Lastly, email. Time for mailbag. Yeah. What we got today, what we got today. Let's check Facebook real quick. Brian Jake says, just wanted to throw this out there, not quite game-breaking, and didn't know if you wanted to mention it because it's crazy strategy. But, sniper rifle construct on Amethyst? I gotta say... God, when they spoil that construct... I've heard worse ideas than that. Yeah, the biggest one that comes to my mind, and I think, I hope Hunter might be going to it. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm saying, I've. this is a good idea. Amethyst, with 10 range... Yeah. So she can trigger Gem World, World Portal is pretty damn good. So that thanks for the suggestion. So, uh, Drew, what suggestion you got for us? Constrictor. Constrictor, yes. Damn it, Drew. <laughs> it's we didn't going, want that one going out on the air. I was going to keep this one close to the vest. Constrictor <laughs> only has three range. Constrictor uh, with a sniper rifle, on the other hand. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Has He's two bolts. He's fucking sniper rifle that shoots snakes. <laughs> he has, I don't even give a shit if it's actually good <laughs> He has two bolts And now a ten range With this broken attack power Where when he hits an opposing character You modify the character's attack value Minus three When making a ranged combat till the next turn Or you give the hit character an action token So he does his damage Which is three damage Hits both of them and gives them action tokens Notice his trait too then he has two coils trait, which will also stack. When he targets two characters with a ranged combat attack, instead of dividing the damage, he deals printing to both targets. So, I hit you for three, and you for three, and you take a token, and you take a token. And you take negative three attack. From ten squares away. away. Also, the best thing about his action token thing, it's not technically end cap, so even if they have Battle Fury, they still have to take the action token. Ten range with some characters is going to be... The day I posted that construct list to our Facebook group, the amount of freaking people that PM'd me on Facebook, like, I had, like, three or four people that day message me, and they're like, did you see this really broken combo of sniper rifle? And I'm like, dear God, you have no idea how many combos are going to roll out of this stupid thing. Like, ten range instantly makes 90% of figures ridiculous. Andrew Minalga, sorry if I butchered your last name, uh, basically says he loves the new shirts. Um, blah blah blah. He wants. He has an idea. Um, oh, sorry. I'm getting too. I'm getting an, him mixed up with another email. 
Um, Andrew, we will we'll get back to you after Gen Con, depending on how many shirts we have afterwards. We'll make a decision then. Joseph. Okay, Joseph Rodriguez. Yeah, I wanted to read his. Um, he heard in one of the previous podcasts that Gen Con was allowing people who pre-registered for events to team up in battle royals for the special con figures. Would you be able to possibly send a link or something to confirm where this is received? As I have like 18 plus people looking to do it. Um, so we kind of talked about this earlier. Couldn't find any information on how they're doing on what you're talking about on people pairing up for royals. It sounds like from what the only thread that I found that's dependable that it's because it's actually from a WizKids person who's going to be running the events that day is that it is going to be solely random. So um, sorry I couldn't help you. All I can find is that it's going to be random and not going to be able to pair up. Which sucks. Which does suck. We feel your pain. That was one you just um, this is this is the one I was mixing up from or from the guy earlier. So Alexander Moiser says uh, he loves the podcast. Uh, he wants a shirt that's black and red that looks like an ink stamp that says Drew Silver Age Value Corner. On the back it says I'm I'm still worth it with your logo. <laughs> Long live motherfucking rocket burn your family down race. <laughs> this, this guy's my fucking friend. And that's about it for Facebook. I think we had one on Gmail. I think the guy from Japan wrote us again. Oh, this guy. I feel like, bad. Because every time we accidentally insult him or something. Oh, hold on. I think we got another one today, too. Woo! Yeah, we got a new one. Eric Lennell sent us some more questions. Number one, does pairing Despotelis possessed by Adara with the Batman TV dynamic duo have any meta potential? Boom. No, you can't because you can't possess a tiny. They have to be normal size. Yeah, that's going to be the number one part. Actually, I think they can be tiny. Hold on, let's bring everything. Yeah, up. we're gonna double check. Let's bring everything. I'm up. pretty. I know you can't giants. No, I think you can tiny because each one of the symbols says this or this. That's has, true. Yeah, I Hold think. On. Okay, so first of all, he wants to possess Despotellus with Adara. Uh, they can have tiny. Yes. Oh, they can. So they can be fist sharp. Because I remember Despotellus has a twenty defense. So yes, Adara is going to get a twenty, or uh, Despotellus is going to have a twenty defend God, from Adara's close. defend. People have already been talking about this before the Despotellus defend thing, um, because we we're talking about Ant Man, and then we we're like, oh, why not Despotellus? He's better. Yeah, that's right. Now dynamic duo is what he's wanting to combo with. Dynamic duo's defense power when they can use super senses when they're targeted with an attack. Increase their defense value by the attacker's printed damage value. <laughs> this power can't be countered or ignored. So the dynamic duo would effectively have a, a 21 to 23 defense. Defense. Meta potential? Eh. Perhaps. Um, but I gotta say, for the points, why not just pick a better piece that has energy shield and go with that? Has energy shield and reflexes. There's a lot of caps that have that that are probably better for their points because this piece sucks dick. I'm gonna, I'm sorry, but I really wanted to love them because I love the <laughs> characters and I love the sculpt. But dynamic duo sucks. And if you're gonna play it, play it at 100 and not 150. But they suck either way. <laughs> They're garbage. I'm sorry. I love the sculpt so much. I'm gonna and put that, doesn't, that. That doesn't save them from poison. I'm gonna yeah that's true. So enemy despotellus are gonna 
I'm gonna put that sculpt on a different piece. <laughs> on the old Batman and Robin duo. Put it on Cape Crusader. DC Ten Batman. No, I'm not changing him. He's that's my lover. That's my favorite. That's the best Batman for the points. Alright, that solves number one. Uh, meta potential, like I said, I would go with somebody who has reflexes or um, super senses or uh, energy shield that's actually good. The duo sucks dick! But yes, you're right. Deftotelis and Adaris are very, Adar are very, very good together. Number two, who are your top five Batman villain pieces? Oh shit, what kind of question oh, is that? Fuck this that's guy. an hour long debate right there. All I right. mean, not so long, much. We have an episode about this. Let's just go to Arkham <laughs> Asylum right now. Alright, well, here's what we'll do. Oh, really? I wonder what Hunter's going to first. I'm going to do mine. I'm going to do mine. I'm sure I'm not going to get them all. And then Drew do his and blah, blah, blah. We can all. I am not even bothering. That's... Okay. Number one, somebody I have to include, Ultimate Clayface from No Man's Land. I used to have a trick before the belt got nerfed where I would uh, prep time Clayface onto plus twos and super senses, and then I would have him carried up, and then he would have super senses, shape change, a 19 defense, and his broken poison, and nobody would ever be able to hit him off of this. And then you add on top of that, uh, you would I would never I would never attack with him, so he would stay on plus two and super senses, and nobody would ever be able to hit him. It was great. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it yeah. was it was humorous. Um, oh man, I re- he's not the best, but I really I like I really like Dark Knight Rises Scarecrow and Streets of Gotham Street Scarecrow. They're both good. I was gonna say SOG Scarecrow is awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think who's more fun though. He says favorite, not best. Favorite, I think I'm going to say the Dark Knight Rises one, just because of his trait. He has poison, and when they get poisoned, then he gets to mind control as a free action, targeting that character, and takes no damage from the mind control. And he has Batman enemy, so you can copy a 10 or 11, and he has Perplex. Um, I really enjoy playing him, and actually he was always on my Ultimate Clayface team, him and Dr. Phosphorus. Man, who else? I've only played Edward Nigma once, but he's really good. I'm, he's not on my top, though. Deadshot is not, in my mind, a dedicated Batman villain, so I'm not going to put him on there. Killer Croc? Who's my favorite Killer Croc? I was going to say, I know you love Killer Croc, period. Yeah, I love Killer Croc. I'm trying to think who's the best. I haven't played the No Man's Land one yet. I think my favorite one is probably the strategy game one. I was going to say, strategy game one's really good. Strategy game Killer Croc's up there. I have a lot of favorite Jokers. I personally think the best one for the points is the Gravity Feed Batman one. I'll tell you, instead of the Joker, I'll tell you who's definitely on my list. The Batman Joker Thugs. They are really, really good, really versatile. I only got one more. God, Mr. Freeze is really fun. What was I say? Who else? Damn it. This is a tough topic. You're tearing Hunter's heart apart. Calendar Man. Uh, I know I want to put Calendar Man. Do Calendar Man, Hunter. You then there's Penguin Bomb, Penguin too. And there's Zaz, who you name yourself after. Mm, yeah, Zaz has got to be. It's Mr. Zaz, just because I love the character and the dial solid. Uh, granted, I gave him Scotty's Hammer when I played him, but... Uh, <laughs> that makes him substantially better. Um, yeah, Zaz, Mr. Freeze. I know Drew's going to say Mr. Freeze. He's got to. Calendar Man is really good, too. And he's surprisingly more fun than you would think he'd be to play. 
He's a future. Star. I would I would say Arkham more just Death Deadshot, but he's to me more of just a generic DC villain, not necessarily Batman only. So Calendar Man's his future Silver Age corner piece. He's amazing. Drew, who are your favorites? This is fucking hard. All right. Um, <sighs> Don't leave Mister Freeze out in the cold. Mister Freeze is definitely you gotta top put Mister Freeze on there. Mr. Freeze is definitely top five. This piece is ridiculously awesome. It's so much fun. He's not oh, only... Oh, God, Hunter. Him <laughs> with tin range. He's not... Oh, only... Jesus. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> he's not only a blast to play. He's just a. He's just really good for his points, too. A blast to play. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Your jokes have gone cold. <laughs> guys, chill out. Do do God damn it. <laughs> Alright. No Man Land Killer Croc, if only just for the suit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I want to take him off of there and put him on the strategy game. Because he's just so fucking cool. He's so expensive. His his dial's cool too. He's just, why does he's he not cost really Whiz good. Kids? Whiz Kids, why? Why 173 points for a fucking Killer Croc? Also, There's Superman that regularly cost less than this Also, Killer Croc. who the fuck's paying $50 for a No Man's Land Killer Croc? Thank you, TCG player, but no. Oh, God. Anyway, Killer, Killer Croc's on there. Um, Jesus, we need to look at some older sets, because this is going to be... Oh, gonna be, shit, I need to look at older stuff. Yeah, uh, Edward Nigma from Arkham Asylum is definitely top five. KG Beast. Oh, yeah. KG Beast is fun, too. KG he? Beast. I just like him as a character. <laughs> oh, <Cole>. no. <laughs> no. I forgot about Bane. <laughs> Fuck. Um, anniversary 057 it's Bane. It's okay. The Sculpt. That's fucking sick. I'll never forget the day I Who finally got him in a trade. I was happy as shit. Anyway. Oh, Drew. I know. Drew. I listen. I'm getting Drew. to it. I'm getting to it. You better, ladies, you ladies, better say him. Edward Nigma from fucking Arkham Asylum. He's really good, especially with Colossus. Yep. Um. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Holiday. Killer. Holiday fucking killer. <laughs> you guys know how I feel about this guy. He's uh, been on the on the Silver Age. And my number before. one. Is fucking the clown prince of crime himself. You goddamn right. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> this is my. This is the one piece I'll never trade. This is the one piece I'll never sell. This is the piece that I hold dearest in my heart. I love this piece so fucking much. It then hurts. Even shit on its chest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, please don't let this turn into a running thing. Oh, shit, Grundy! Grundy's really fun, too. God damn it. You're an asshole, whoever... This whoever is a, asked this question is a monster. It's an unanswerable question. Number three, do you prefer to play Arkham Asylum or Gotham Underworld? Arkham Asylum. This man is... Arkham Asylum. Um, Gotham Underworld does have a really good team ability, though. Go back and listen, and Drew's got a fucking sick-ass 300-point Silver Age team. Which piece do you think will be on the most teams at Gen Con besides entities? Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Get a post-it note, Hunter. We're all going to write this down. I wanna come oh, yeah, we wanted this. to do this. Oh, God, this was going to be a main topic and everything, and I totally forgot. I'm mad at you now. Okay, first of, all, fun. first of all, let's go ahead and make a prediction. Yeah, let's, let's make all our predictions. Yeah. All right, Here, here's, here's prediction number one. We'll put a little column for Hunter, Drew, and Austin. <laughs> 
Out of the top 16 teams... We just increased the time of this podcast by a lot. God damn it. <laughs> Out of the top 16 teams, how many teams have at least one entity on it? Out, of, out of 16. 16. I'll right. say 16. Austin says 16. 10. We'll take turns going first so that we don't make it easier. Lowest without going over. I'm going to say 14. Yeah, we're going to do prices right rules. Closest without going over. No, that's bullshit because then I went the highest. <laughs> no, There's going to be a lot of ties if I'm we don't do it like that. Though. I know. All right, I'm going to say 14 because I think there'll be like two team bases. I I, I agree. I uh, think every team that does, I'm going to go 13. I will take 16. Ideally, I think probably about 12, 12 or 13 would be the sweet spot, I think. All right, number two. Uh, number two will be his question. Aside from entities, what piece do we see on most teams? One single piece. Not counting resources? No. Yeah, resources aren't pieces. That's what I figured. We'll do a resource one too. Um, who went first last time? You did? Yeah. It's okay, so you don't have to go first. Drew, you go first on this one. Bullseye. Damn it. Fucking son of a bitch. We can say the same ones if we really think it's the same thing. Um, hmm... Do you want me to even say mine? Split lip. Good choice. That's probably a good one. I don't know how many book teams there really are going to be, but... Alright, Austin? Black Talon. Black Talon. That's a good one, too. I think that... I honestly have no idea who's going to win this question. I know. That's going to be... Oh, man. Number three. What will be the most played resource? Power battery. Like, I think that's a... Yeah, you're first on this one, too. Okay. And then Drew's second. Power plant. Plants. Mm-hmm. You said split lip hunter. I think lip. I'm gonna go plant as well. I think I'm gonna go plant. Interesting. I I don't know. It's a toss up between plant and battery to me. Because green power battery is powerful, and we haven't even seen the new colors yet. All right, let's see whose turn is go first. Uh, Not it. Drew. We each went first. One. I'll go first on this one. Um. What theme team is going to be on top 16 most likely? Like the most, the theme team we see the most. Named or any named team. Um, obviously, Mystical is going to be up there. Is there anything that would be more than Mystical, though? Monster could make a big run Monsters because of Black Hand. I agree. Black Hand is the key to me. You want to go monster? I'm going monster for sure. I think I'm going to stick with the safe bet with mystical. I think there's... Let's see. I'm going to stick with mystical. Austin's going to go monster. Drew, do you have a... The main reason I'm not going mystical is because of con- or, uh, entities. Oh, yeah, that's true. Entities are going to jack it up. Yep. Damn, that's a good point. So- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do... Because I want to do something different. I'll do I'll do GLC. Green Lantern Corps? Yeah. I'll do GLC. Well, Hunter lost this one. Drew, what are you going to pick? You can't be as bad as Green. Well, I don't want to do Monster. I want to do something different than you so that we have some different... That's fine. I like being right anyway. I have no idea. Um, Cosmic? Well, no. GOTG is now, yeah. Well, no. The entities give Cosmic, don't they? Yeah, they do. 
the movie set has some cosmic in it, but I don't know that that is a, no, a good enough. <laughs> in before Nova Corps Meta Team 2014. <laughs> Honestly, and this is going to sound crazy, but I think because of entities, there's barely going to be any theme teams at all. Honest, on I mean, that's the, fair enough possible. to say. They really aren't. I'm gonna say none. Okay. You think no theme team is gonna be more common than theme teams? So, okay, Drew's going for tie. If it's a tie between anything, any of them, if there is no runner, Drew wins. I guess. Yeah. If anything is a runner, Drew loses. All right. Why not? <laughs> I can't. Number think. five. This is gonna be an interesting. One. Out of the sixteen teams. How many Colossals are we going to see? Does that count team bases? No, Colossals. Is there going to be a Colossal, basically, is the question. Four. Four Colossals? This man's crazy. Like that Sentinel is ridiculous, Hunter, and it's seen a lot of, it's seen some play. We're going to look back at this and we're going to laugh at Austin so hard. You know how fucking bad <laughs> I'm going to fucking wreck you guys when it's four? First of all, Austin brought up the fact, yes, I won the bet. There was no Howard the Duck in Deadpool. Suck it. Okay. There's, there never will be another Howard the Duck piece after that. True. Fuck you. How many yeah. Colossals? If they weren't going to One. That's probably a safe bet. I'm going to go zero. I did want to say one, too. Uh, we need one more question, at least. Mm. What's the let's, most entities on a single team? Let's each pick... Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Most entities on a team. Fuck it. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go four. Three. That's probably the safe bet. True. Honestly, I think four is probably the most likely. Four. So you're you're going to go four also? <laughs> all right. All right, number seven. We're each going to pick a player, and whichever player gets the farthest, that person wins this bet. That's tough. We all know George's out there. Who's going to go first? Doesn't matter. You can do this. Is George, is this his last Worlds? That's the rumor. I don't know that that's confirmed. I haven't talked to anybody about that in a long, you know, about, I haven't talked to, I haven't even talked to Edward in a while. Is Howard playing this year? Uh, I assume so. Are you going to bet on Howard Brock? No. I don't think he's even, (laughs) I don't even think he's one of, uh, Jeremy needs to be in the mix. Jittery? J- Jittery, I mean. Jittery, Jittery's who I'm, I was going to guess. That, that's a safe bet. Because Jittery's been doing really well. The few tournament, the few ROCs he's been in, he's won. I tell you who else would be a really good bet is Spawn 10. He's yeah. won fucking 75% of the damn ROCs. <laughs> he's won pretty much everyone he's been in. I just think Jittery's good at these on-the-fly team things, and with all the power batteries rolling up, he's a safe bet for me. All right, I'll put Jittery for you. Drew, you got an idea? I was going to say Harry Dempsey, but... <laughs> Room for the hometown. Um, Can't go wrong with George, Drew. I love George's death. Let's go, George. All right. I think, to me, it's a toss-up between Jittery and Spontan. And then, also, you got to think... There's just no way George doesn't make it to the top <laughs> 16 again. The guy literally... Hmm. I like the number of questions. Those are the most fun. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Most pieces on a team? I guess we can do that. 
Mm. All right. Like figures, the actual figures. Most figures on a. Table. Are we counting entities? Not counting entities, because we'll con- well for this question we'll consider them like additions. You know who else I didn't even think about in our thing? Daniel Joins. Yeah. Who my ex co-host from the ROC podcast? I mean, the guy's won worlds twice, and he won last last year. I was thinking of saying Alex. <sighs> yeah, Alex didn't do very good last year though, or at yeah. this year's rock that he went to. All these guys are listening to us right now, and they're so upset. I doubt any of them give a fuck what we say or even listen to this. This is true. <laughs> oh, man. They're all listening to ClicksCast. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. They're going to get us Shots so fired many. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> all right, counting entities. This is the last question. Counting entities. entities, what team has, what's the most pieces on a team? Counting entities. Seven. That's probably a sick bet. Nine. Ooh. Jesus Christ. A six-figure team with three entities. I'm going to go... Actually... I'll go six since Drew did so. I like how I, I have the highest answer anytime numbers are involved. All right. <laughs> For those at home that want to play the game along with us, go through those questions. Send them to our Gmail or our Facebook. I'm obviously not going to read all your answers. <laughs> On, on air because that'll take forever but I will say who got the closest just for shits and giggles fun. just for bragging rights so if you guys want to answer the questions and then uh, send them, send us an email or a PM tell you what here, if we have any shirts left over after Gen Con I'll pay for one shirt if the person pays shipping whoever gets closest to it and that's fair alright so the questions number one was uh, out of the 16 teams how many have entities Number two, what piece will be on the most teams? And that's figure, so care. What what figure will be on the most teams? Number three, what resource will be played the, on the most teams? Number four, what theme team will we see the most out of the top 16? Number five, what was number five? Number of Colossals. Number of Colossals in the top 16. Number six. Four. The number of the most entities on a top 16 team. Number seven, what player will get the farthest? You can do real name or realms handle for us. And then number eight, what are the most figures we will see on a single team? Entities are included. So those are eight questions. Send your answers Is to our the, email. Does the second question include entities? Which which figure is going to uh, be? No. Second question, which figure will we see the most? That's, entities are not included on that. Okay. It's actual figures. So, so for, gonna say that'd be two for example, <laughs> I said Split Lip, Drew said Bullseye, and Austin said Black Talon. That was a toss-up. Any of those three oh, dude. to me. And the best part is, I bet it's going to be none of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, that's... Actually, no, we have we have one more, I thought. One more question for me? Well, first of all, he has... Oh, God, look at this guy asking these hard questions. Number five, what's your favorite sitcom of all time? Oh, fucking For God. me, it's Scrubs. That's easy for me. Yeah, I'm going with Scrubs. Scrubs. How, Drew, you better not be shit-talking Scrubs under your breath. Scrubs. Austin just fucking hit me. <laughs> so, I'm about to get in trouble for murder. <laughs> 
shit on his chest while you're at it. I fucking will. <laughs> That's his calling card. <laughs> like the wet bandits from the Home Alone. The, the worst part, the worst part <laughs> is he just admits this on the podcast, and all the police are like, all these cold cases make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> the case to the chest shitter has come to an end. <laughs> Oh my god, we just What was the question? What's my favorite sitcom? <laughs> What's your favorite sitcom? Sitcoms suck in general. Um, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't necessarily either. Fuck! And I don't really consider Scrubs to be one, but that's the closest that I actually show it's not and actually a... love that I would kind of consider. I don't know, it kind of it. Yeah, I, I think it would fall under that. If anybody says the bang, Big Bang Theory, I might have to boo you in the face. But yeah, seriously. I don't get that show. Um, uh, sitcom. Would Seinfeld be considered a sitcom? Yeah, yes. I'd say Seinfeld. Say Seinfeld. Seinfeld's going to. All right, and then we do have email from Malcolm. Yay. From Japan. The Japanese fan again. Two questions and an idea for dial design, which we may actually use this idea for dial design in the future. For a future, future dial design, how about this idea? Design a dial... For a character from a Japanese manga, Japanese cartoon, Japanese movie, or Japanese TV show that is not Yu-Gi-Oh! Since we already did, Yu- we get a lot of submissions that are from. Yeah, we are. Already. We do get a lot of that stuff. But yeah, that that that's, not a, that's idea, a potential though. one I'll keep in the pocket for later. Um, questions number one: Which power or abilities combination? Example: Super Strength plus Charge. Do you like the best? And which specific hero clicks does that combo the best? Pinsai energy explosion. Alright, so Austin says psychic blast energy explosion. What piece do you like that does that? The oh best? man. If your answer After is after bullseye. Well he doesn't naturally have it though. Oh true. Naturally if your answer all. isn't black lightning, you don't know what I too I was thinking was black yeah, lightning. Black lightning. Um mine is um super senses and shape change together. Um the first one the one that does it the best just because he was like the first one to do it and I love playing him is Hammer of Thor Venom. Because he has he has so four much. clicks of it and then after those four clicks he has four clicks of flurry steel energy to get back on those clicks. I will never... The amount of times I've had to fight that piece where I literally have the game... I've never fought that piece and the game hasn't gone to time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so Hammer of Thor Venom is close to my heart on that. Drew, you got a power combination you like? Charge Blades Flurry. Charge Flurry Blades. Mm-hmm. Who who you like specifically that does that the best? Probably Harpy Lady. Um, That's good. There's some others. Saber too. Sabretooth doesn't do that. I don't know. Does he? No. Does he not have them all at the same time? Um, no. um What's her face? Spiral and Shatterstar both do, I believe. Yeah. And Spiral also... Yeah, Spiral's probably the best because Charge, Flurry Blades, and she can reroll her blades once. Yep. Spiral's great. Ridiculous. Yeah, she's fucking nuts. Spiral's got... Six. Spiral's got a damper on her, but her piece is just so People have forgotten about her because the dimensional portal nerf, and she's still a solid piece on her own. Her down dial is fucking Prob nasty. pulse wave. Number two, who's the best tentpole hero clicks in a 300-point game, and who is the best tentpole hero clicks in a 400-point game? He spe- specifies that he means one-man army, not necessarily tentpole. Sentinel. So basically, one-man army. Uh, well, the thing problem with Sentinel is, I guess you could throw a... Um, what you call it on it? Are you talking about the new Colossal? 
Yeah. I well, like it's people. only 350, 250, or 150. Oh, and it's one man army, not necessarily temple. Um, no, I mean you could count resource. You could throw fifty yeah, points throw of resource on, on there if you wanted. Gauntlet, I guess. <laughs> um, I I know when you're forgetting though that you actually enjoy and have played multiple times. Um, Observing Man Titanium Gauntlet. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, um it. Team it with Gauntlet be good too. Um, Iron Man Iron Patriot is good. Yes. That is a good one. God, that one's so good. Let's do a quick search just at just 300. exactly 300 and see what pops up. Oh, the new starter set. Oh, Ronin. new Ronin's fucking... I haven't played him yet, but the dude is nasty. He is very good His at His dial is just... What's the Sentinel Alpha 3? That's the one I was talking about earlier. Oh, okay, yeah. He's pretty solid, but I don't know about if he's only playing it by himself. Um... Playing by themselves, Iron Man, Iron Patriot is a good choice just because of the duo attack and, and the their fact first they ignore utility. all damn rules in the game. Yeah, they don't give a shit about anything. Dark Phoenix at three hundred is not bad. You know who re- Bullseye reminds me a lot Doom of? Doom King is pretty solid. Avengers Prime is pretty solid. Century, Century Void, not uh, not anymore. I know, but they are still really good. They are still really good for three hundred. Hmm. Who's the new dark side? That's interesting. He the is, new dark side is good. He is good, and he sp- he spawns parademons, which would help him out. So oh, Bizarro, no doubt. Oh yeah, Bizarro. Bizarro at three hundred points. That's easy. <laughs> Just good luck. <laughs> yeah, even or not with, even three hundred do two fifty. Even gauntlet. without a source of healing, he's nuts. Two fifty and gauntlet would be retarded. Okie dokie. That will do it for us today. If you guys have any more questions about Gen Con, then be sure to direct them to our Gmail account, dialageforheroclicks at Gmail, and follow us on Facebook where you can ask us questions and uh, contact with us. If you are wanting to get a t-shirt pre-ordered on PayPal, do that um, on email and Facebook. And then, like I said, if you guys want to participate, Austin's even thrown in, he'll buy a t-shirt for the winner. I'll buy a t-shirt for the winner if they pay shipping. Uh... Answer those eight questions, make your predictions for Gen Con 2014, and we'll see which one of you guys comes the closest, and we'll see which one of us three comes the closest and has bragging rights for a whole entire year until we do this again next year. Um, we hope to see you guys out there. That's this awesome. will thinking we'll be on the air in a year. This will be. <laughs> um, while again, we said that last year before Gen Con. <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, Next week, we'll, we will do a cast, as always. I will make it happen. But it will probably just be me. Oh, um, say I, am. I may have a listener guest. Actually, yeah, I'll do a listener guest. Um, I'll check back through my old, old messages at all the people who wanted to be listener guests. I'll try to get one of you guys to join me Friday for a very quick episode. If you want, I can call in from Jinkon. <laughs> on Friday, true. We wouldn't rob the world of that. Yeah, we'll see. We're, maybe we can interview a separate, uh, or set up a separate. Uh, oh no, no, no! You should call me at Gen Con. on site, reporter in the <laughs> yeah. field. I am the reporter in the field. Uh, Drew, all, Drew, Drew, let's I do was it. the first LH one to play uh, War of the Light, and I'm going to be my man on site. Going to be your man on site at Gen Con. Yeah, we'll let's see. Do. We'll set something up. But anyways, I will be doing a cast for you guys next week. But since it's Gen Con, it'll be very short and. Uh, you know, so just so you know, you will be, have something to listen to, but it will not be after Gen Con, so we won't know the answers for for everything till the week following. 
So hope to see you guys there. Make sure you stop and, and say hi to us. Uh, if you see us in our shirts Thursday night at the spaghetti dinner or Saturday all day long, we'll be at Gen Con. We'll be wearing our shirts and we'll be... Stamping and signing shit. We'll be variously walking around the, the venue, so say hi to us. And until next week, I'm Hunter. I'm Austin. Signing off for my good buddy and my sexy man, Austin hi. and Drew. Hi. I think this guy's this the guy Drew Austin. I don't know if you know. He's on podcast. Oh, okay. Who are you, Chase? I shake my little dish on the catwalk. Who are you, Chase?